Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Wow, that's awesome. My wife brought me up. Could I get those who are um, going to share some testimonies to come up this morning from the teams from Winsome yesterday? There should be about four of you guys. Come on up. So yesterday was an awesome. You guys all know we have a Winsome group, a Winsome school going on. Winsome School of Ministry with the Bethel Curriculum. And we are not just learning, we are doing the stuff. And so yesterday, uh, part of the school showed up, and we went and hit the streets, and we got some testimonies, and, and I just want you guys just to be encouraged of what God is doing, yeah. just through your, the bowls around you. And so, here we go. Mallory, want to come on up here? Yeah, come right up. You guys just come all up here. So, um, a few nights ago, I had a dream that... Um, I went to Sephora, and I had a chance to minister to this girl there, and when I woke up, I, or in my dream, when I ministered to the girl, I was like, I could share this at Winsome, like, this is a testimony, um, so Come then when on. I woke up next morning, I told Justin, and, um, and then a few days later, we were talking about our location, where we felt like we were supposed to go, and I was like, well, I feel like we should go to Sephora, uh, just to see, and so Sharon and I, we walked in, and I was kind of nervous because, like, I wasn't, like, I don't know. I was kind of nervous. And so we walked in, and the girl was like, what brings you in today? And we're like, oh, just looking around. And I should have said something, but I kind of chickened out a little bit. So as we walked around, Sharon kind of pushed me a little, and she was like, so do you feel like there's anyone here? And I felt so awkward, but I was like, I think it's a girl in the front, like, that we talked to. And so we just went up, and we decided just to encourage her. And so... We just said, you're amazing, thank you so much. Um, you're beautiful and God loves you. And she was like, thank you so much. Like, I really needed to hear that. And so, you know, I thought it was something small, like, that's nice. So we walked out and then later we ended up walking around and then Jen Bamberry, she kind of got left behind. <laughs> so she like walked into Sephora and she started talking to the same girl. And she was like, yeah, we're doing this thing. and." Um, walking around and she goes, oh, that's crazy because these two angels just came in and floated around the store and come then on. Um, come on. And gave me, like, said some really sweet things to me and then left and um, Jen told us and she, you know, we just thought that was awesome. So even when it feels awkward and uncomfortable, it always encourages people even when you step out and feel weird. So Come on. You hear that? Like, literally... Literally, the, the language of this lady working there was like these two angels came in and like just blessed us. Like they were like to the point where Je, if you, Jen's awesome, so she's really fired up. So her mindset was, oh, there's really angels walking around in here. And then they started explaining. But like, but that's how excited this lady was. So it's so cool. I love it because they stepped out on faith. It doesn't have to look like some fireworks and crazy. And we're not embellishing off a testimony. We're just sharing what they did. And but they did more than they realized they did. And that's what we want to, want to encourage everybody here. You're doing more than you realize when you go out. Yeah. Hi. I, um, our team went to um, Alder Grove and McDonald's. And um, so, uh, anyways, we were going to approach this um, older man with gray hair, retired, and he went on his phone. And then Amir says, oh, he's on his phone. And I looked, and he put his phone down. So I went over there quickly and started a conversation with him. And um, 
And then uh, Michael and Amir came along also, and we started talking to him, but he didn't have any needs. He said he, he didn't need any healing or anything. So we just started um, talking to him, getting a, a relationship to talk to him. And then all of a sudden, it felt like, like Bruce was next to me, Bruce Tomlinson. And I think the Lord was saying to me, this man is like Bruce because they're similar and that, you know, they walk in wisdom and all those things. And so it helped superintendent. me. Yeah, Even superintendent. Even jobs, what he, he did was, for his life, this guy that they met, yeah. did the same job, the same stuff that Bruce had been doing. And so very strong, very... Um, uh, loving and kind and truthful, okay? So anyways, um, we got talking and he had a smile on his face, but as we talked and was asking him questions and he was sharing, we were sharing with him, he was sharing with us, his smile got bigger and bigger. And then I realized that um, at the end of it, he was really smiling, his face had changed. He, he had kind of such joy on him. And I realized that um, for me, it was always hard to walk up to people and do that, but this time it, it was right for me. My eyes weren't on myself. They Come were on. on the Lord. And as we talked, God's love flowed out. And I felt that he received God's love while we were there, and he shook our hands. And I felt like, a, like he was a friend, right? Yep. So it was awesome for me. Wow. <laughs> right on. That's amazing. <laughs> Woo! Yay, God. Yay, God. Yeah, there was about six of us that were, uh, the Lord led us to go to the mall, and, uh, Seven Oaks Mall. Anyway, we walked around the mall uh, two by two, and we prayed for people, uh, just approached people and just uh, asked them how they were, and just got a conversation going. And uh, uh, some of them, I'd, uh, we asked for, uh, could we just bless you or pray for you for anything? Oh, no, we're okay. And I said, well, then... Do you mind if we just bless you? So we just released, you know, blessings over them and, and uh, mm -hmm. encouragement. And on the way out of the mall, we were, uh, there was this lady standing there and she was terribly ill. She could hardly stand up and she was in a lot of pain and, and she has three different serious illnesses. Um, and she was walking with a cane and I thought, hmm, that looks like one of the some, uh, things that the Lord showed me to find this person that had uh, a cane and was limping and uh, darker hair and that. So there were, we were all leaving at that time. So there was about five of us rallied around her and we said, can we pray for you? Oh, yes, yes. She said, I can hardly, I can hardly walk. I can hardly do anything. I'm, I just can't breathe. And so, so we started praying for her and and she expressed that she was able to breathe much Come easier. On, praise so, God. Praise God. And she was lighting up. So, so uh, yeah, so we helped her, you know, to go to her car and that. So, yeah, that was a, a fun time. Right on. Uh, our team had the opportunity to go to the Savon Complex down here. And um, 
you know, uh, we had uh, moments of just being able to offer God's love to people, uh, and sometimes they were rejected, and sometimes they were accepted. And, uh, but uh, we did get to pray with this one uh, gentleman who, uh, his wife has Parkinson's, and uh, he's separated from their kids because of the border closure. And um, so we were able to just step into that moment and offer God's love to him uh, and support them in the time that they're in. Uh, so that was really neat. And like everyone's kind of been saying, you could see the look on his face, his countenance was so much different at the end when we were saying goodbye than it was when we started. And uh, so that was neat. And then if I can just for myself yeah. personally, um, my testimony is that um, treasure hunts have always been intimidating to me and I've never actually done one. And so yesterday, being able to come with our friends and our family and go with people who we feel safe with and step into that moment and overcome my own fear and just be able to partner with the Lord and share his love with people that I don't know was a really big deal for me. And I'm just so grateful for the tools that have been shared with me that um, I'm coming into this stage in my life where I'm able to do things that I never thought I could do. And so um, anyway, I am grateful and thank you. Come on, so good, so good. I love it. They, you know what I love even as much as we touch those out there? Our team ca came back excited and encouraged because they just went out. And when you share, it's like when people always hear, oh, we did all this stuff in the mission field and the missions team went out, but really so often they come back, they're the ones changed. Because when you give out, you get, right? There's just something about going boldly and declaring Jesus' love to people. And it's just so fun. And it was interesting. A lot of them came back and said, wow, it's actually very easy out there right now. Like the responses, because people are hungry. There's two sides, because I was out there two yesterday, and it's like the COVID stuff, you kind of, some people are like, whoa, get away from me. But most people are just like, yeah, I'll take prayer. I'll take prayer. So God, you're so good. Oh, I love it. I love it that our people are going for it. I love it that we're shining our lights, right? And we're going to be doing more, so it's gonna, you're going to keep on hearing testimonies. You guys want to stand up for a moment? I just want to jump in. We want to pray. I felt like something during worship there, and I just want to make sure we, we grab it. There's a... There was some breakthrough, and I just want to spend a little moment here in prayer. So, Lord, we just thank you, God. Holy Spirit, we just actually, just actually just stir up this room right now in your faith, God. Lord God, we just want to deposit from heaven today, Lord Jesus. We want to experience heaven in our reality on earth today. So, Lord, we just ask right now, Lord, we focus on you. We focus on the King of kings and Lord of lords. We focus on the one that is on that throne, the one that's never come off, the one that is the king of all, that is not worried, he's not scared, he's not confused. He's always been and always was and always will be there for us. He is the prince of peace. He is the righteous one. He is the Lord of all. He is your provider. He is your healer. He is the one that is there for you today. So Lord, we just invite your presence to increase this place. I pray for that God of revival. You are bringing revival to us, God, today. I pray for that spirit. Lord, I pray that we'd awaken. Like that song said, it said, awaken us, oh God, awaken within us. You know what? The only choice, you have the choice today to awaken. It is your choice. You know how you feel sometimes when you wake up tired and you don't want to get out of bed? But you have to choose either to sleep in or to get up. And it's not an hour to sleep in. It's an hour to get up and move in your God-given ability, your God-given giftings, your God-given grace to touch the world like these guys did yesterday. 
You know what? It's not about just going out one day. It's about living a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle bringing heaven around you. It's a lifestyle realizing that Jesus Christ dwells and lives within you today. He lives in you. You are a burning one. I declare you are a burning one. I declare those that are... Come on. Oh, come on, somebody. We got to declare over our lives that today is a good day. You know what? Fear is not my God. COVID is not my God. If you are allowing COVID to hold you back from where you're living today, you're putting him in the place of God. We have to go above that. He's not worried. Guess what? He's still in charge. And he still gave you the keys. Every day we wake up, Lord. Lord God, move upon our hearts. Show us the way you see us, God. Open our eyes to see there is more for us than is against us. Lord, I thank you, Lord, during worship. I saw rainbows all over the place. And I saw them and he said, declare the promise of them, the promise I put in each one of them. Remind them, remind them I have promised good. I have promised to give a good plan over their lives, a good purpose over their lives. Your destiny is good. We're moving forward. Come on, come on people. Jesus is here. The Holy Spirit wants to move. He wants you to experience them today. He wants you to unlock every door. He wants to come into every place. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, move, Lord Jesus. We don't want a bunch of just prayers with all the words like we ask for an impact. We ask for heaven to come. Holy Spirit, breathe upon them, Lord Jesus. Breathe upon us. Release your boldness, oh God. Release faith upon us, God. Release it, Lord Jesus, Lord God. We right now just commit our lives once again to you, Jesus. You are a master. You are a creator. You're the holy one. You're, there's none above you, God. There's none above you, God. Lord, we can choose. We choose to look to you author and perfecter of our faith, the worthy one. Hallowed be thy name. Him, Jesus, Lord of all. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just pray right now, God. I pray right now, Lord God, even as we just look to you. It's interesting, there's a, a group called Maverick City, and they have amazing worship if you want to check it out. And one of their songs, the new songs that came out, it talks about the prodigal son. And it talks about that, it, it, that, when, that the father, our good father, when he sees the prodigal coming back, he doesn't just, just stand there. He runs after him. And the song says he meets him halfway. And it's interesting, this week I was listening, and the Lord goes, I don't just go halfway. I just need them to look at me. As soon as we turn and look at the Father, as soon as we turn and say, realize, you are king, he runs all the way. He will never leave you. He always grabs a hold of you. He is so hungry to encounter you. He is so hungry for intimacy. He's so hungry to give you the anointing. He's so hungry to just dwell with you in the secret place. He wants to explode his excitement in you. He wants passionate to come over you. But it's your choice to let revival break out of you. Come on, revival is just a normal Christian life. It's the normal Christian life. It's a life of passion. It's a love every day saying, God, I wake up. It's your presence here. We are singing about his presence. Are we, are we being aware of his presence? That's the cool thing. As we went out yesterday, we realized, and we talked about this at the school, if you just bring your presence. Bill Johnson talks about it all the time. If you actually just let yourself leak, it's not about, oh my goodness, I got to stir, I got to get a word, I got to, no, just go and bring the kingdom. Realize you carry way more than you think you do. Come on, that's the, I break off the lie of the enemy that you're small. You're huge. Because you bring the Lord with you. You bring the Lord with you. Oh, God, we just thank you right now. Lord, I thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you, God. You are good and holy, God. And we worship you, Jesus. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Oh, whoosh. You guys can sit down or, you know, you can stand if you want. 
I just want to encourage you guys. It's a good day. There's hope. There's hope. Brent's been talking about that. I don't know if here or was it winsome. I get confused sometimes. But the hope, the, 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 the expectation. Are you expecting it to be good today? Yeah. Come on. Are we waiting for something to pass? This co- or are we going to live today? It's so cool. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, we're, we're very connected to Bethel in Reading, and they released, the, uh, um, they actually played a video from their conference for their Sunday service, um, Sean Smith, and it was so cool because his message was, and his prophetic word for this season, was that it's not waiting. How about COVID? We're not waiting for COVID, and why, why don't, maybe we're getting set up for the greatest revival. Like, how about we switch our mind sh- shift, sh- renewed, and staying going, oh, it's all going to be good when this ends. It's all going to be good when we can do this again. It's all going to be good when we can meet with more people. No. How about today is good? Yeah. How about you're getting set up? Come on. You know what we're getting so set up for in revival? It's because there's so much understanding of people needing need. So many people are looking for hope. Yeah. I'm telling you, even yesterday, there was so little rejection. Yeah. I've, done, I've done lots of evangelism. There was no, most people just accepted it. They may have laughed and didn't understand some of it, but all we had to say was, hey, you're amazing. God loves you. God loves you. And again, it doesn't have to look like some sort of crazy miracle fest, which we love. Oh, I would have loved that. It's interesting. I brought my two boys, and right away, they told me, when I asked if they wanted to come, they're like, can we see wheelchair be popped out? People get out of wheelchairs? I said, sure. And so we're leaving, and my little Judah's pretty black and white, so he's just like, we didn't see no, this sucked. We didn't see nobody out of a wheelchair. And I said, Judah, we can try another time. But that's the kingdom, right? But that's the kingdom. We don't have to, it's not about trying to find a testimony that just makes us look good. I actually was just spending time with the Lord. I felt the joy of the Lord was so strong because the people that went, I love what Stacy just said was more important. I've been worried. I didn't like the idea of going to, I was intimidated by going on a treasure hunt. But she didn't. Now she doesn't. Dude, you know how much more she's going to get done now? Yeah. And if you don't know what a treasure hunt is, I forgot to tell you guys this, basically it's a very simple evangelistic tool. We wait on the Lord, we have a sheet that just basically says location, um, things about the people, things that they need, some prayer requests, and we ask the Lord, fill it out. Orange shoes, um, Walmart, all that stuff, right? So when we get to walk up to people and say, hey, we're playing a game. Look at this, you're on it. And it opens up. That's all it is. It's really just to open up. And honestly, people just get excited because they're on that. They're on that. I loved it. I was with uh, Lee. He, he's hilarious. He walked up to women and said, hey, I, I have a name Phil on here. Hey, is your name Phil? I'm like, what are you doing? But they don't care. They laugh. And then we get to talk. Right? God's creative. Let's not put him in a box. Let's not put him on a box. Years ago, oh, I just felt to share a testimony. Let's maybe some healing. Um, years ago, I was in, uh, in Whistler with some friends, and we had just, it was way, this is back in about 2003 or so, so quite a few years ago, and we were just had learned, literally, it was like just starting to know who Bill Johnson was, and he had this thing that he would always say, if you see somebody injured, if you see something, somebody like in a, in a wheelchair, they're fair game. He had this word, fair game. So we were all pumped, and we were with a group, and we were down at Whistler, my friend David McCarroll was there, and the two of us, and we had just been talking about it, and we see this guy, and he's got, he's got his crutches with his two friends. Now, we're in Whistler. It's party town, right? And so, they, so we go up to him. You have to picture that because it makes sense a little more. We walk up to him and says, hey, can we pray for you? What happened? Right? We were just 
We probably didn't even do it right. We just were blown. Ooh, right? And, and they're like, these two guys are like, what? The guy in the middle is like, what's going on? The guy that has the injury. He basically shares to us right there. He said, just was it the day before that morning, he was playing soccer up at Whistler, and he blew out his knee. So it was the soft cast because it wasn't even ready to be able to put a hard one on, which is thank the Lord. You know where that's going. It's a lot easier to take those off. And so we start talking, and we start praying. And these two other guys, I'm telling you, they're swearing and laughing at us. They are mocking us full out. But we didn't care. We're not even really listening to them. We're like, oh, Lord Jesus, just heal him, Lord God. Come on, we're doing this stuff. We have his hands on this guy's leg. And the guy's like, oh, my, oh, my. And then the other guys are like, beep, and beep, 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 right? And the guy, then he's, the guy that we're praying for starts going beep, 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 beep at him. And we're like, what's going on? Because they're swearing at each other because the language was. It's the world. And we're like, what's going on? And they're like, no, I feel it. Beep it. I feel it. I feel it, dude. There's something going on in my leg. Right? So now we're excited. These two guys who are mocking us are looking like white now. They're like, huh? Right? We got to pull off this cast fully healed. We saw them the next day because we were staying there as a leadership thing. We saw them the next day. They didn't know what to do with us. They literally, like, because we got to share the love of Jesus with them, prayed for all three of them. But the next day, we're like, they're like it's, we're like, hey, you guys. And he goes, no, I don't need a cast. It's all good. And then they quickly ran away. <laughs> I think they think we were crazy. But God is good. So there is times where he's going to do that. But you know how many times it didn't happen? No, for real. We, I, oh, I love testimonies. This isn't where I was going at all, but that's okay, because Lord, at least healing's in the room. Why not? We're building faith in the room. Come on, if you need a miracle, just step into it. It's not a man going to lay hands on you. You don't need a word. He, but he died and rose again and came out of the tomb so that you could live a life fully healed. He did. It was no match. We have no battle. It, the battle's here now. It's a choice to believe. Do we believe the kingdom of God is in this room? Is it in your life? Did you bring Jesus? So seriously, when you walk around, you're bringing Jesus with you. It's your choice how he looks. The world is looking to find out what Jesus looks like. And you're his face, you're his hands, you're his feet. Oh, geez, so that's funny. We were down in, uh, we did, we did was it seven or six days straight downtown Toronto. We were doing crusades back with the ministry we were part of in the evening at Toronto Airport Church. And we'd bust them all in the evening. But we would be down in like the, in, on the streets there. And for days. So when you're doing days, trust me, there's lots of rejection. And there's lots of things that don't happen. So I'm sharing a good testimony. that did happen. I'm telling you not everything happened. I want real. Because we're not a ministry that wants to pump and, and, and falsify and make things bigger than they are. Because it's God to the glory. He doesn't need our help to make him look good. Right? But I want to make it clear. We were day in, day out. When you're doing it day out, like they drop us off down there. So you're down there for six hours. And we're there, we went all the way to Toronto for a reason. So like we're with people that want to witness. We're not like trying to find something else to do. So we're down there. And, and, they, and this is actually on camera somewhere. Because they, they brought in the cameras. We're in one of the parks. And we're praying for people. We're leading people to the Lord. We called it power evangelism. So we were really, we're going after words. Um, and we had just prayed for this, uh, this person, um, a group of us. It wasn't just me. We were praying. And they... There's some other things wrong with their body, but one of them was their eyes. And so, is it the CN Tower in Toronto? It, right? So all of a sudden, she starts freaking out and going, I've never seen that before. She couldn't see with her eyes before like that. And she sees the CN Tower. She's crying. No, hear this. This is, the, this is to God be the glory. because it, it, it makes sense. So literally, I'm doing this. We're talking to her. She's freaking out. We're more excited than she is even because we're like, oh, her eyes. This is crazy. Right? And, and 
just come on, let's be real. When you lead somebody to the Lord, it's more, yes, their whole life has changed, but man, it's so exciting. It's the high like no other. It's like so exciting. And so she's being healed, and I look over. What have I done? It doesn't matter which way. I looked over, and there was this man standing there with his dog, and he's just staring at us. And I hear clearly the Lord says, just go ask if he wants to know me. I'm seriously, this is all I did. So this tells you it's not Kevin. So I walked over and said, excuse me, do you want to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? He goes, yes. And he goes, I said, pray, let's pray. We're doing a prayer thing, right? And I'm like, dude, you guys, come over here. This guy just got saved because they're videotaping, right? I'm so, like, I'm high now. Right? Like I just, and because he saw it. He didn't even tell me, he just, but he was watched the miracle. He watched the miracle. So I come over there like, come on. They're literally like, Kevin, how did that, like, we just saw you walk over. There's no way. I'm like, I don't know. He just got saved. He just did the thing. Sometimes it's easy, what I'm saying, but God does it. He, oh, the coolest thing was, the reason why it was so easy, and this guy was quite old, his mom had passed away, and he said, he said when he told me yes, he says, my mom has been praying, prayed to the day she died that I would get to know him, and I reject him to this day, because now I know he's real. Wow. See, he saw God move. We didn't. He, met, he saw Jesus working. Wow. He saw Jesus working. Oh, I love it. Oh, Lord. Woo, Jesus, okay. Whoa, shifting atmospheres. Come on, Lord Jesus. We got to have an expectation. We, like, I, honestly, I'm, I, I love bragging on our school. And, and we brag on our whole church. So don't, if you're not part of the school, it doesn't mean you're any less. I hear that. I want to break that off, too. Just because I've heard some stuff. I just say, you're not any less. This, it's just, God has a certain people that have chosen right now. Not he hasn't chosen. They chose to come to the school. And they're just going for it. Doesn't hold, not, no one's getting left behind. No one's getting left behind, okay? Just, you're going to watch. The school's going to stir you guys. Those aren't in are going to stir you up too because we're, we're, do, we're a school of empowerment. We're a school of watching people look like Jesus. So they're gonna, you're going to get testimonies, right? And so, I don't know where I was going to go with that. Oh, Lord. Jesus. Oh, I'm telling you. No, it's stirring us up, even as our team, because there's an excitement. When we come Wednesday, when we came up, you know how exciting it is to watch and a group of people that truly want to just go do the stuff? We need, that's great stuff. We've talked about community. We have incredible life groups and, and, and community in our church, but now there's even more fire getting dumped on, right? It's, it's, it's we have to burn. This morning I was talking to Chuck and the, and the worship team in the back there. It's like sometimes you just got to light that match. You know, in the Bible it talks about the, the ten virgins and some of them have, have oil, Right? So there's a principle that we have this oil that is ready for in season. And all of a sudden, Lord just reminded me, it's like, sometimes just light it on. Don't worry about holding on to it so much because it's going to be renewed as you pour it out. As you burn, it's interesting, years ago, from, um, I don't know if you know this, but they found out years ago that oil in the ground regenerates itself. It's like for when I was a kid, it was like everyone was worried about, oh, ozone layer. The ozone layer is disappearing. There's holes everywhere. We're so scared. It's going to burn us. And do you notice they don't talk about that anymore? Because it's crazy. God knew what he was doing. He made it regenerate itself. Isn't that crazy? I just think it's funny because we get so freaked out. And then, but they never tell us afterwards. They're like, oh, wait a minute. We have a God that's actually real, that actually knew what he was doing when he made humans. He's actually not so concerned about us messing up. Isn't that so cool? It's freeing. He's not good. Oh, Jesus. Woo. Oh, man. Meth. Oh, wow. I feel that. Let's take a drink. Drink of the Holy Spirit, okay. Oh boy, oh boy. Lord, you're good. You're so good. You're good, God. Stir us up, Lord. I pray that anyone in this room, 
and those who have, Lord, a fresh encounter with you. A fresh encounter. Just that, those suddenlies. I declare suddenlies over us, Lord God. That even as they're in the Word, those who are in the Word, all of a sudden the Word would come alive. I love it. In one of the mess, um, one of the, the videos we've been watch, watch for winsome, um, Chris Walton talks about it, and it's, it, it's a little bit freaks people out when you say it, but it's interesting with the Bible. This thing right here, it needs the Spirit to be breath, breathed on it. And I'm about to make a statement without clarifying too much, so don't throw rocks at me. Sometimes the Bible's false. When the, devil's, when the devil challenged the, the enemy, I mean, when he challenged Jesus, he took the Bible and made it false. He spoke it in lies. If it doesn't have the Spirit, it's, that's when it's true. It's alive. In the wrong hands, a sword. It's, what's it? A sword? When it's in the hand of the enemy, it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. But you need the Spirit. Hear me out. What I'm trying to say is you need the Spirit of the Lord upon you. You need the Spirit in you to understand this. I love it. It's because, uh, I think it's Bill or Chris, uh, first time I ever heard it, this has to be read out of relationship or else it contradicts itself. But it doesn't in relationship. It's, it, it's very clear. And it's so key when we read the Word. So I pray right now, Lord, freshness over the Word. I actually was just talking to a prophetic uh, prophet this week and we, we were just talking about how the Lord has been breathing on the church to get in the Word again. Get the care. You guys, there's a move of God. There is the people of God that are, that are being empowered to move in the gifts and in the Spirit, but they need to know the Word. They need the foundation as they go out. They're a lot stronger. You know what? Gifts are good. You can go out and give words of knowledge, but don't, if it doesn't line up with this, it's no good. Like evangelism is so easy because the Bible, um, if you just start quoting some of this stuff, it works. No, it does. I didn't... Years ago, I was ministering with uh, uh, evangelism here in Abbotsford, and a guy came from Ronnie Howard Brown's church. He actually was mentored by Ronnie Howard Brown. And uh, if you check, they have this thing on their website, and it's called the, it's the Sinners, it's an outreach little script, two sides to it. It's like this long. And we were the group that were power evangelism, miracle signs, go after the word. And he was just like a little different. And he, but he came, and honestly, um, those days, I was a little prideful in our, in our evangelism. Some of the evangelism wasn't done for God's glory as far as I'm just being honest. It was. It was just getting another testimony. But it's amazing how that didn't have much fruit. God still moved. It's awesome. But you feel different. You feel empty when you're done that. When you go out and you share God's love properly, you feel full. Right? And so he gets up there. Oh, I should have brought it. It's, it's crazy. And so he'd go to people. I'd watch them. Just random people, hardly even make a connection. And he would, he had this thing memorized, and he'd be like, yeah, for, God, for the wages of sin is death. You're going to, but God is here. He's just, and, he, and, he, and within minutes, they're getting saved. Like for real, they're crying. They're like getting us around them to pray. Because the word of God is powerful. And he was just quoting scriptures. Even after a few times, I'm like, Michael, that, that's weird. But I watched it so much, and it doesn't matter which way you do it, you're all different. But they, but this here is powerful. So I better get into the word or else I'm going to get in trouble here. <laughs> Today I wanted to actually talk, wow, talk about prayer because we need to pray. Amen. What's prayer, you guys? It's talking to Jesus. It's talking to the Father. It's talking to the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, it's making communion. But we actually have to believe when we pray. 
But when I say that, I'm not, just, I'm not talking about miracles. We don't just need to believe when we pray for miracles. We need to believe that when we're talking to the Lord, He's listening. That's a two-way. For sake of time, I'll jump around a bit. So literally, even studying the prayer, we're going to go through the Lord's Prayer. Even studying the prayer, praying again, it's interesting. Also, I stopped the other day. I'm like, Lord, forgive me. How many times in the middle of prayer or talking to the Lord, all of a sudden I'm talking to Donna, my wife? Because I started seeing it again, just the reminder of, whoa, whoa, I would never do that to somebody else. We need to bring back the, the, the holiness of prayer. We need to bring back the, the reverence of prayer. I know God because we live a lifestyle, and I understand we live a lifestyle in communion with Him. So I'm not trying to bring religion. I'm not trying to bring, bring rules. I'm trying to bring, hey, it's for real. We're not talking just into ourselves. This isn't just, oh, some mind game. We are talking to the King of Kings. We have a communion with Him. We're speaking to Him. We actually have to expect something to happen. Whew. Skip over here. Oh. James 1, 6-8 says, Just make sure you ask, and this is um, Passion Translation, James 1, 6-8. Just make sure you ask empowered by confident faith without doubting that you will receive. For the ambivalent person believes one minute and doubts the next. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute and tossed down the next. When you are half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you're in that condition? Whoa. We have to learn to believe. We, when we say, God, you're the God of our finances, we have to start believing that. I say that because that's usually the biggest thing. It's like, okay, I believe. Do I really believe? What does really believing look like? No, it is. Do you believe right now, when I was speaking, shared and we were praying before, do we really believe that we are covered by his blood? That we, it says we can drink poison. Do you believe that? Right? So that changes your perspective of what's going on in the season right now. Because when you believe that he says, I will look after you. I don't know if you know, because we are connected, Chris Bolton gave a very strong prophetic word a little while ago, uh, maybe a little month, a few months ago. And he actually gave a word, he says, in this season, not one of you, those around you, not one of those people are, you're going to lose. He's protecting his body of Christ right now. That's a pretty strong word. But he stand, they're standing in it. We, 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 I don't know, again, we talk a lot about Bethel, but Bethel chose years ago to say we are a cancer-free zone. Have they seen people die of cancer? Yes, but they don't stop believing. Right. Yeah. Believing and seeing what happens does not always line up. It's standing in faith to believe no matter what that the Lord is speaking the truth. Because as, as we, we speak and teach here, it is not, our theology is not based on our experiences. It's based on this. So based on the Word of God. And the Word of God says He paid everything. He paid the price. He gave us back the keys. So we have to choose to live in that place, no matter what's going on around you. It's a battle in here. It's an agreement. Remember, if He gave you the keys, when He, if he said, hey, I pass, I take you, you're it now. That's what Jesus did in the Great Commission. He says, okay, okay, I'm leaving now. I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. Now you do the stuff. You're ambassadors of Christ, which means you guys are His hands and His feet. You are Him on earth. And yes, there's a sovereignty of God, but in His sovereignty, He gave us free will. And he, in, his, in, his, in that whole um, agreement of free will, He actually 
gave us free will. He actually says, you have a choice. Like I said before, you choose to wake up in the morning. You choose. You, you choose to either believe God is good today, which is a core value that we believe here, that God is good. Doesn't matter if you hear about something that's really bad. It doesn't distinguish, change the difference that God is still good today. Because the Word of God says He is. He is good. And we have to know that. We have to believe that. When we pray, we need to realize we're making an exchange. That something's actually happening. We're actually happening. And guess what? We need to... (laughs) Oh, time strain. Um, We have to actually not waste so much time asking for things He already promised. What am I saying? He already promised that He'd look after you. It's not bad to ask for certain things, but he actually wants to go past that place. He wants to you to get to a place where you, you get in. You guys, the first thing you do when you go meet somebody, when I go, first thing when I get together with Willis, say he comes to this week to get a meeting with me, I don't go, Willis, I want this, this, and this, and this. I say, how are you doing, Willis? How's the family doing? What's going on? We need to do that at God more instead of saying, hey, here's our shopping list. No, it's true. We need to say, Lord, we want to partner with you. We're co-laborers with you. God, we, we, want to, oh, we want to hear your heart. And guess what he does? He pulls what's already in your heart and pulls it out and says, this is what you believe in. It's true. If you would have asked me even 15 years ago, Kevin, is this on your desire to do ministry? I said, no, it's the last thing I wanted to do. But it's interesting because I didn't find out two years later, my mom and dad, my mom would be like, Kevin, you always talked about that when you were a kid. I'm like, what? And honestly, they probably stopped telling me that when I was a kid that I told them that because I hated speaking. I was so scared of public speaking. You have no idea. No, no, you have no idea. I'm going to share this just so you know because, because it's not about, it's about God when you surrender. I used to be part of an amazing, it was an awesome ministry. People didn't realize, even when I was, years ago when I was part of that ministry, I'd get up here and go for it, but you have no idea how scared I was. Ask my wife. There was times I couldn't sleep the whole night because the leader would say, Kevin, tomorrow you're doing this and this and this in the service. I'd be, no, no. I'd literally cry out, God, take this cup from me. I'm serious. And you know what? I'll tell you a little secret why it looked good when I came up here. Because I died in here. I was freaked out. I was on the ground going, let me, Lord, I need your anointing, please. He always comes. He always comes. In some ways, I'll be honest, I tell people that are close to me, I sometimes miss that. I almost miss being in that place so worried to get up here that it takes, it takes dying so much inside to, get, to, to do what he's asking to do. Because then he just shows up because there's not much of you left up there. For real. Because I'm like, oh, Lord. Now, they, but the thing is with the Lord, he'll just give you something else. He'll just give you something. He always is pulling. He's always wanting to make you grow like a good father. Yeah, Whew, prayer should be fun. Right? Right. Oh, Lord. Um, um, we are going to get to the Lord's Prayer here. Maybe the first point. It's interesting. We call it the Lord's Prayer. It's found in Matthew and it's found in Luke. In chapter 11, but also Matthew 6. And it's interesting. It says in Luke chapter 11, verse says 11. Anyways, 
Somewhere in Luke 11. One day, no, it's, yeah, Luke 11, 1. One day as Jesus was in prayer, one of his disciples came over to him as he finished and said, would you teach us a model that we can pray just like John did for his disciples? It's interesting because you got to picture this. Disciples were spending time with Jesus, and we know that he was constantly going away to be with his Father. It's all in Scripture. You can study that. I wonder why they wanted to learn that. I bet you because they saw results. Right? They saw they wanted something he had. We call it the, the Lord's Prayer, but really it's the disciples' prayer. It's really the, the, the prayer for us. It's teaching us how to pray. I love it. In, in verse 9 of Matthew 6, it says, um, okay, I'm going to go back and forth between the King, New King James Version and the Passion. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. In the Passion, our Father dwelling in the heavenly realms. May the glory of your name be the center over which our lives turn. Yes. First, I brought it up earlier. We, first of all, if you're going to say our Father, you better know and have a core value of what your father looks like. Wow. Right? This isn't just your father. This could not the father that may not have done everything perfect for you. This is the perfect father. This is the king. This is the Lord. Mm. This is realizing that he actually wants to see you blessed. Have you ever met somebody that almost drives you nuts because they, well, that's not a good, for me it drove me nuts. I knew this guy that had such an understanding of this that I'm like, Lord, I want that. We would go out. This is true. We'd go out with this guy, and we'd go to restaurants. He doesn't live around here, so when he was here, we'd go there, and literally, we'd sit down, he's like, hey, talk to me, hey, do you know who I am? And she's like, no. No, you should know who I am, because who my dad is means you're going to get blessed today. And they're like, what? No, you don't know who my father is. And you wouldn't believe the extravagance this guy did. He, like, would bless these guys. And just tell you something, he didn't have money. He only had money when God gave it to him. He had such an understanding because he came out of a, he actually was so raised in this, this culture of sowing and reaping, and we're not taking an offering here, so sowing and reaping, that this guy, without getting too much of it, he literally sowed in, he had an old forerunner. You know a Toyota forerunner? The Lord said, give it away. He had nothing else to drive. He had nothing else to drive. He gave it away. Within days, somebody gave him a brand new forerunner. No. I'm going to blow your mind because people are going to go, no, no, that can't be. I was sitting, he stayed with me for like a week years ago and literally he drove me nuts because he just had this faith that just made me like, oh Lord, I need to get saved again. And, and, he, and we literally would go to the cash machine because he was always blessing people. I'm like, dude, how are you getting this money? And so I'm sitting there in the pasture seats. I wouldn't believe it if I wasn't there. And we're sitting there, he goes to the machine, he goes, oh Lord, I just need a hundred bucks. He puts it in. No, insufficient funds. I'm like, oh my word. Dude, you've been giving it. Come on. I, was, I, I, don't, I have to fight that spirit of religion sometimes. I'm just going to be real. So I was like, oh, man, this guy needs to stop blowing it. He's blessed everybody all the time. He needs to be conservative, right? So he goes, he sits, literally sits there. He goes, Lord, you just know I just need 100 bucks right now. And I'm like, dude, what are you? He goes, boom, 100 bucks comes out. I'm not even joking. I'm like, what? I never, in, okay, this guy traveled and he, he, he loved the minister we were part of with the ministry, that ministry we used to be part of, and he would travel around. This guy would get pulled out of the crowd from every different prophet. They'd call him out, and, and seriously, I've never seen it because it was always in different locations, so it, could, it wasn't fabricated or, or people knew. He'd come up, boom, he'd fall to the ground, and everyone would run up and throw money. Like loads of money on the guy. I'm like, what? Anyways, I better get back. But seriously, because he knew, but you got around him, you knew his father, that God always provided his needs no matter what. 
We need to recognize him as father. He's a good father. That he's the ultimate father. He is everything. And that he is in heaven, which is what? Our home. Our home. Philippians 3.20 says, in, in the New King James Version says, our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly await for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I love the Passion Translation. I just love that. Listen to this. But we are a colony of, of, of heaven on earth as we cling tightly to our life giver, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're a colony of heaven. Do we live that way? Are we living that we know that we're, we actually are from? It says right here, your citizenship of heaven. Go look in your Bible. You already have it. You're not waiting to die to go there. Amen. That's a mind shift right there. Yeah. Full mind shift. Oh, man. Ooh. Oh, man. Okay, we're going to skip that. Mm. Verse 10, manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth, just as it is fulfilled in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. It's the two different versions. We have to release and believe that we actually are bringing his kingdom. Are you living a lifestyle realizing your... My friend I was talking about, he understood he lived in that kingdom. He realized that his dad has already won. He already realizes that that's his king. He's not looking for and worried about who's in, your, who's in the spot of leadership, who's your premier, who's your, who's your president. He's not worried about that. He's beyond that. We have to, you guys. In these days, we have to... Yes, we pray for our leaders. We believe that God wants to bring revival and change the natural things too. But it changes when you start bringing the higher authority. When you go above the prime minister of Canada and you go to Jesus. When you say, hey, he can do whatever he wants. But my God is still in charge. And we are a people of prayer. So we are actually going to shift the atmosphere. Because the kingdom has come. Whew, how much of heaven do we expect on earth? Are we really partnering? Oh, man, we have to. Come on, real quickly. If it's not in heaven, it has no right to be here. Right? So if it's a sickness, there's no sickness in heaven. It has no right to be here, which means you have a, a right to pray. That is a legal prayer. There's no hate in heaven. So you got to love. There's lots of love, so release love. Guess what? There's peace and rest. We get to release that as as. as Kingdom dwellers, it's our colony. When people walk in around you, they're supposed to experience heaven. They're supposed to be walking into the district of heaven on earth. Your house should say heaven. You're, you know what? You have passports that say heaven. And you know what's so cool? You know why they have um, uh, those places in, in different countries? What's it called? Um, if you're in embassies, guess what? You're an embassy. And so if somebody's got to, if, if the devil's after you, just run into your embassy. Get in the secret place. He can't touch you in the cleft of the rock. Yeah. He can't touch you. Yeah. Whew. Oh, my word. Okay, verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. The passion says we acknowledge you as our provider of all, of all we need each day. We acknowledge. That's the biggest key right there. We acknowledge you. We put you in that place. You are. One of the best things my wife ever told me was she says, Kevin, stop worrying about the finances. I don't, I don't put you in that position. He's our father. You know how freeing that is as a husband? <sighs> we got to live in expectation of a good father. <sighs> we have to understand that God is a God of more than enough. Remember when he made the, made the fish and the loaves of bread? There was 12 baskets left over. 
But again, that's a mindset. He was making, oh, I love this. And I, oh, boy. Um, Bill Johnson, I'm just going to say this and go watch this. I love, he, I'm going to try to quote him. He said, the, the abundance of God shows the true character of God. Supplying our needs doesn't show the true character. That's just God. Like that's, but the abundance is when we see the true character of God. Because he's a God of more. Come on, the streets of gold in heaven. Whew. Philippians 4.19 says, I'm convinced that my God will fully satisfy every need you have, for I've seen the abundant riches of glory revealed through the anointed one, Jesus Christ. Verse 12, forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves. Release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Whew. In the New King James Version, forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. We need to, you guys, this is a huge key. We need forgiveness for ourselves, but you know what a bigger key is? Release forgiveness on those around you. I'll tell you, I got to learn this years ago, because you do not want to lose the blessing. You guys, I can't, there's a whole message, but when you live in unforgiveness, you're literally saying, I don't want to get blessed. You're actually stepping into agreement with the enemy. You know what we talk about? It's all in, it's in the, it, uh, he's won the battle, he's done it all, and it's the battles in here. That's one of the biggest keys he gets. Because when you choose to live in infor- unforgiveness, you have now said, I'm agreeing with the devil. And you're not walking in the forgiveness because, oh. You have to understand this, you guys, because you, there's reasons, that's one of the big reasons I believe that people aren't healed. Because the, it's, the spiritual realm is very legalistic because it goes by this. And the devil knows how to use it. And he, and he says, no, they're living against your will, Father. Guess what? He, yeah, you know what? The devil's, that's his father too. You know what I love with the saying? God never stopped using the devil. You remember that. The devil still has to serve God. He's been thrown out, but he still has to serve. And he can't get away with anything. So, it was years ago, I got, I got ripped off really bad by somebody. And it was cool because one day later on that person wrote a letter and actually said, I just want to ask for forgiveness. And I, I sent back, you know what? I've already forgiven you. I forgave you so long ago because I understood that. If I would have lived uh, mad and angry at that person, then I have now living in waiting for him to be my, my God. Like he's the one that's supposed to fix the problem. I'm serving him. No, I will not do that. You're not, you hurting me, you stealing from me, it's not going to take me out of my position as a child of God. Because again, you don't provide for me, he does. No, it's seriously, I had to learn. Oh, I don't, so literally, there was a situation, there was something I wanted, I kept on, I'll be real fast. Literally, I I was going to get a, I needed a new truck. I did. I was doing construction. I needed a new truck, and I kept on saying, well, when this person who promised is going to pay back, then I'll get my new truck. And it went on for a long time. And all of a sudden, one day, I was praying, and the Lord says, why are you waiting for the new truck from him? Wow. I've been wanting to, because I was upset. I said, Lord, I keep on getting words. You want to bless me. You want to give me a new truck. Why is it not coming? He goes, because, because you told me I can't. Wow. You told me where I was getting it from. I stopped his ability, and the mo- literally, within a week after I got the revelation, we had a new truck. No, seriously, you guys, it's that, it's simpler than you think. Oh, oh. Woo. Verse 13, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Rescue us every time we face tribula- tribulation and set us free from evil. 
We have to understand that we are living our lives under heaven. There is no temptation in heaven. We don't. So stop blaming the devil and just make a choice. You know what? There's certain temptations. Stop putting yourself in the place of temptation. Choose that that's not going to be a temptation. James 1.13 says, when you're tempted, don't ever say, God is tempting me. For God is incapable of being tempted by evil, and he is never the source of temptation. So I'm going to break off right now. He's not testing you. We have this thing, oh, man, I failed to test the Lord. No, that wasn't God. He's not like, hey, let's dingle this bad thing in front of you. He doesn't want you to do that. He'll use it. God uses all things. But don't blame God for temptations. Get out of the, move out and move in the right place. Whew, I won't go. Real quick, sometimes that prayer is asking the Lord not to promote you before your time. That's a whole other thing. No, that's temptation right there. You guys, let him promote you. Come on. It's interesting. We've, we've, oh, we've had the, the, a lot of teaching on, the, on the, the mountains of influence, and I heard something a, a while back that just rocked me because I, I understand we're supposed to rise up in the church and be in these mountains of influence like, like government and, and, and the schools and all that stuff, which is amazing. But somebody said something very powerful, and they said, hey, be careful what we're doing is, yes, go to school. Yes, do the right things if that's what God is asking you to do. But make sure you're not putting your place, yourself in the places of power before God. How about you actually allow him to put you in the place? Yes. We need to live a lifestyle where we're actually letting God place us where he wants us. Because then he is the king. Right? When you actually have him on the throne above everything else, you're not going to get out of his will. For you, uh, verse 13, for you are the king who rules with power and glory forever and ever. We need to stay in that place of understanding that he is God, that we serve him, that he is everything to us. And I'm going to end here real quick. Matthew 6, to 34, it says, Above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him, that all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. I love that. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. You guys want to stand? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome. I'm going to end actually praying just the full Lord's prayer, the, yeah, the Lord's prayer over you guys. It's interesting. I love it. I know that that's, this is where we, we constantly, for years and years, I don't remember sharing. Oh, you will remember. For years and years, I don't think almost every service we had, Brent would end in this prayer. Not, without fail. I remember that at the warehouse. It's so important. Because it just it sums up everything. Lord, we just thank you. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that you would just, yeah, bring heaven down. Lord, that we would realize that we need to be aware that you, we are citizens of heaven. That we literally have heaven on earth. That we are constantly supposed to pray this prayer. Whenever you pray, go into, oh, sorry. Pray like this. Our Father, dwelling Actually, repeat after me. Our Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. 
manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is fulfilled in heaven. We acknowledge you as our provider of all we need every day. Forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. You are the king who rules with power and glory forever. Amen. In Jesus' name. So I'm going to bring up the prayer team. I challenge you, if you just want to touch from God this morning, come on up here. If you just want to, specifically, I just feel like even God was honing on some people again. If you're holding unforgiveness, just come into these guys and say, help me agree to lay that aside and, and, and forgive so that I can live a life free. Free. You know how much peace that brings? When you get to give everything to Jesus, come on, he says, Cast your burdens upon him. He really means it. So, Lord, we just release these guys in power and in might in your spirit and your blessing in Jesus' name. Thank you, guys.